Hi, this is Linda, aka Mommy Powers, and you're listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Today I wanted to talk about sleep apnea and CPAP machines. Um, CPAP stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. And sleep apnea, which I'm sure all of you are familiar with, but I'll go ahead and briefly give you a description of it anyways. Sleep apnea is when you actually stop breathing while you're asleep, or it takes you longer than 10 seconds in between breaths. I did not know I had sleep apnea until was July or no okay let's let me backtrack I was diagnosed with diabetes type 2 the end of June so once I went back for my follow-up with my primary care doctor she said that since I am diabetic I should also be tested for sleep apnea because I guess the two of them go hand in hand or sometimes if you're diabetic you're also you also have sleep apnea or if you have sleep apnea it can eventually lead to diabetes which I had no idea but she said that she was going to refer me um, to a specialist so they could perform a sleep study on me to find out if I did indeed have sleep apnea so that's what they did Um, I went in on a Friday for my actual sleep study test after having an initial visit with the sleep specialist. Um, He performed this test that I had no idea I was going to be having on that day. But this is what it looked like. I walked into the sleep specialist's office, I sat down, I signed in, they called me back, they took my blood pressure, and then they said the doctor will be right in. Oh, but first let's give you these drops, these desensitizing drops, up your nose. I was like, what? What do I need that for? So, well, the doctor's going to want to perform a quick test just so he can get a better look inside your nasal cavities. It's like, okay. So they squirted this solution up each each nostril. And within seconds, I could feel it taking effect. It was numbing the inside of my nose. It was also numbing the back of my throat. And then the doctor came in. And I still wasn't really sure, like, what exactly he was going to do. So he came in, introduced himself. You know, we talked for a brief moment. And then he said, okay, I want to do this test on you so I can get a look at your nasal cavity and look at the back of your throat and see what's going on. And at that point, I was kind of like, oh, how in the world are you going to do that? I know you're going to go through my nose, but what exactly does this test entail? So he showed me this instrument. Um, It was like a long, very, very thin hose and there's like a little camera attached to the back to the tip of it and he told me he was going to insert that up my nose 
and look at the back of my throat and look inside my nasal cavities. He said it wouldn't hurt. I would just feel a little bit of pressure. So that's what he did. And he uh, made a videotape of it as he was doing it. And he asked me to, I think he asked me to say, ah, he asked me to breathe in and out. Um, at one point he closed, he pinched my nose shut and asked me to make a sound, I believe, with my nose shut. So once he was done with that, and it wasn't painful at all, just felt a little bit of pressure, it was fine. There was no gag reflex or anything. I think that's because of the desensitizing solution they squirted up my nose. Um, he asked me if I wanted to see the video, and I said, sure. So he showed me the video, and he you know, told me what was going on. You know, when I told you to make a sound, you know, this should have happened, and instead that happened. Um, when I pinched your nose shut, you know, it should look like this, and instead it looks like that. So from that, oh, and he also told me that my tongue, I have a large tongue for the size and shape of my head and mouth. So that's part of my problem. See, lots of times with sleep apnea, like if you're laying on your back, which I never do, because I know for a fact when I lay on my back, I start to snore and I don't like snoring. So what's going on is your tongue is actually like really relaxed and it's kind of like falling back into your throat and that's causing you to snore and it's causing you to stop breathing momentarily because it's blocking your airway. So we watched the video and afterwards he said, I am, I believe he said 90%. Yeah, I think he said I'm about 90% sure just from this video and having a look examining you. I'm about 90% sure that you do have sleep apnea and we need to schedule your overnight sleep study. So that's what we did. So my overnight sleep study was the end of August. You arrived to the sleep study a clinic you check in and I got there like at about 6 30 um, you stay there overnight so the actual study begins at around 7 30 or 8 and then you they wake you up the next morning at 6 a.m. and then you are free to go home after that so what the study entails you get there um, they tell you you know have clean hair no hair products in your hair at all. Um, they take you to a room. It has a bed, has a TV, uh, your own bathroom. There's fans there. And you check in. They have you fill out a questionnaire. Just basic general stuff. And then they come in with all these wires and leads and stuff. So what they do is they attach these, they're called leads. They're like little wires, they're all different color. They attach them to your scalp. So they put this sticky stuff, first, okay, first back up, back up. First, they map out your scalp and they like put little, with these 
little marker type deals. They put dots all on your scalp. They measure your head and then they measure in between each one of these dots that they place on your head. And then on each of those dots, they put this sticky stuff. It's like some type of glue. And then they put a lead on the glue. So it sticks in, on your onto your scalp. They also put a few on your forehead, your cheeks, um, your chin. They put one, I believe it was one, one or two on my leg. Was it both legs or just one? Both legs. They put one or two on both legs. And they put one on your chest, upper chest. And then they put this, some type of belt around you. And they secure the belt. And all of the leads are then connected to a machine that sits on the um, the table. I can't even I can't even think of what the table the nightstand. It sits on the nightstand by the bed, and they explain everything to you. They also have a CPAP machine there. So for the first part of my study, it was just me asleep with all the leads on me. And then he told me that at about 2 a.m. they were going to come into the room and hook me up to the CPAP machine and have me actually wear it and use it. Because he said if they didn't do that, then I would have to come back for a second night sometime in the future and have another sleep study, this time with the CPAP machine on me the entire time. So this saves them or saves the patient from having to come back for another overnight stay. So the CPAP machine, it's just this little square machine and it has um, hoses connected to it. You turn it on and connected to the hose is like a face mask. There's like several different types of face mask. You put that over your nose or some of them in your nose or over your nose and mouth. And when the machine is on, it's blowing air into your nose. And that is supposed to help keep your airway open. So I had to try several different masks to see which one felt most comfy on me. The first one I put on went over my nose. And I immediately did not like it. I didn't like the way it felt on me. I was like just instantaneous claustrophobia just felt like I could not breathe with that mask on so then I tried another one didn't like that and then I tried the last one and the last one is called nose pillows so it doesn't cover your entire it doesn't cover your mouth at all it doesn't cover your entire nose they're just these little things for lack of a better word because I don't know what they're called officially just these little rubber things that go into your nostrils. And it's not all the way in, it's just like barely in. And it has uh, two straps on it. So you attach one to the back of your head. You put it on kind of like a mask. One of the straps goes behind your head and the other strap goes across the top of your head. And that holds the nose pillows in place. So, we get all that done, and he said he wanted me to fall asleep 
by about, I want to say 9 p.m. at the latest. I think that's what he said. I don't even remember anymore. It was back in the end of August. I think he said by 9 p.m. So as soon as he got everything situated, I told him that the nose pillows felt best. And he said, okay, when we come in at 2 o'clock in the morning, we'll use the nose pillows. We'll hook you up to the machine. You know, it's going to take a while for you to get used to it. You've never been on one of these machines before. It's going to feel weird. But, you know, after a while, you'll get used to it. And you'll be able to fall back to sleep. So I just stayed in the room um, watching TV. Oh, there was a TV there. I was just watching TV, trying to calm myself down because I have never been through a sleep study before and I'm in a weird place and have to sleep there overnight and it was just you know I didn't it was just not the ideal sleeping situation so he came and checked on me several times he's like are you sleepy yet are you sleepy yet no I'm not sleepy yet I'm a night owl night owl so yeah I wasn't sleepy at all so I was like, okay, I need to calm down. I need to just, you know, try to go to sleep. This is important because they wanted to have at least a good two or three hours of me asleep without the CPAP on to see if I had any episodes of sleep apnea throughout the night. And I told him, I know if I sleep on my back, I start snoring, but I'm more comfortable sleeping on my side. And he's like, well, for this, for tonight, just try to sleep on your back. Because if you have it, then we want to document it and record it. And that's another thing. They have a camera set up in the room. So, like, they can monitor your sleep throughout the night. And they can monitor you and, you know, see if you're in bed or up or whatever. So that's also kind of, you know... How am I going to sleep if I know somebody's watching me? He's like, we're not always watching you. You know, we're doing our own thing. We have other stuff to do. But yes, there's a camera in there and we can look at it and see, you know, what's going on. Okay, fine. So nine o'clock came around, 10 o'clock, whatever time it is he wanted me to go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. So he came in and checked on me a couple times. He's like, you know, are you still awake? Like, yes, I'm still awake. I'm trying to sleep, but I just can't. So, um, I tried to go to sleep. I was laying there and I may have drifted off, you know, once or twice. I honestly don't know. I don't think I did. But before I knew it, it was 2 a.m. and he was in the room saying, okay, it's time to hook you up to the CPAP. I was like, okay. So they hook me up to the CPAP and they turn it on, you know, and then he leaves the room. So now I have this these prongs sticking up my nose with air being pumped into my nose and I'm supposed to try to go to sleep and you've got this long air tube air hose connected to it and it's leading to the machine and then I don't forget I have all these leads on me so my scalp and my face are full of these wires and tape holding down the wires and headgear holding down the leads. So it's just a mess. Next thing I knew, it was 6 a.m. And he comes in and he's like, okay, 
the sleep study's over, time to wake up. And I looked at him and I'm like, I don't think I ever fell asleep. He's like, you don't? I was like, no, I don't think I did. And he said, well, you did. He's like, I know you did. We were, you know, reading your information and we can tell you when you fall asleep. It's like, oh, okay. So I know if I did sleep, and I guess I did because he told me I did, it wasn't for very long because, I mean, I was up and I kept looking at my phone. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's 2.30, it's 3, it's 3.45, it's 4.15. You know that thing you do when you're supposed to be asleep and you can't sleep and then you're like, well, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get two hours of sleep. If I fall asleep right now, I'll get an hour and a half of sleep. It was one of those kind of nights. I just couldn't go to sleep. So I got up and went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, and then he came back in and started removing the leads. So he took them all off. I got dressed and he said, okay, you know, everything's good. Oh, and you have to fill out this little form before you leave. How was your experience? Little survey form. So I filled that out. And then I left. And I must say, I know I didn't get very much sleep at all, but I felt really rested. Like I felt wide awake. So on the way out, he said, um, they'll be getting in contact with you. The doctor will contact you within two weeks. Um, the office will call you and they'll let you know your results. Okay, cool. He also told me that he has sleep apnea and he's been using a CPAP machine for the past six years and there's no way he would ever want to sleep without it. I was just like, whoa. It's like, so if you get one of these machines, you have to use it forever? And he's like, basically, yeah. He's like, sometimes, you know, the sleep apnea will go away. Like, sometimes if you lose a lot of weight, it'll go away. He said, but for the most part, you know, once you have it, you pretty much have it. And as I've mentioned before, I'm overweight. I know I'm overweight. I've lost about... 20 pounds since the end of June, since finding out I am diabetic and freaking all the way hella out and getting more serious about my health, which I admit, I freely admit, there is much, much more that I need to do health-wise and diet-wise. I'm trying um, to be perfectly honest with you. It's difficult. I mean, it's difficult like when you're diabetic. I mean, that has its own issues, you know, health-wise and how you feel and, you know, energy level and just everything. And, you know, I also have fibromyalgia. So I'm all usually in pain somewhere. Like as I'm doing this, my lower back hurts big time. So, I mean, there's... And then there's just... If you don't feel like getting up and working out, if you're in pain, it's just that much harder to do it. I mean, I know I need to do it and I'm honestly trying my best. Then there's addiction. Food addiction is real. I know some people don't believe in it. It's real. I mean, sugar addiction that is real my weakness is sweets some people it's fried food um other people it's carbs although I do love my carbs I love spaghetti 
I love pizza. And I just recently started making homemade pizzas for the family. And my pizzas are wonderful. They're fabulous. So I don't want to deprive myself of pizza. I'm trying to make them as healthy as possible. But I know I can't sit there and eat like, you know, a million slices. So I might have one slice and that's it. I know I shouldn't, but food addiction is real. My biggest thing is sweets. I love sweets. Ice cream. I'm not a big candy person. Although if you hand me a Mounds, I will probably take it. If you hand me a Reese's, I will probably take it. Any other candy? No thanks. Cotton candy? Oh yeah. Ice cream, cake, pies. Did I say ice cream already? Cake, flan, rice pudding, um, sopapillas. Yes, guilty, guilty as charged. Jamba juice, please keep jamba juice away from me, please, please. Milk tea, Thai tea, OMG, OMG. So yeah, the struggle is real. Food addiction, at least for me, is real. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, I digress. Let me get back to my CPAP stuff. So, CPAP, um, they called me. Like, a week and a half later, they called me from the sleep specialist office. We have the results of your CPAP. Okay, let me have it. So I got a, a pad and a pen because I want to write everything down. Because I don't want to forget stuff. I mean, I'm like 50 plus years old and I forget stuff and I don't want to forget anything. Like, you know, when my husband comes home, I want to tell him what they said. and You know, tell my, my family what they said. So I'm writing everything down as she's giving me my report. So she says, it's normal for most people to stop breathing. What? My mind just like... What? It's normal for people to stop breathing while they're sleeping up to four times a night. I had no idea. First of all, stopping breathing in your sleep, to me, nothing sounds normal about that. Why am I, why did my breathing stop? Why is it normal for my breathing to stop up to four times a night? Yikes! Okay, so up to four times a night, you can stop breathing. That's considered quote-unquote normal, and you're good to go. That is not sleep apnea. Anything over five times a night, up to 30, is considered mild to moderate sleep apnea. Oh, I'm sorry. Back up, back up, back up. It's even worse than that. Okay, you can stop breathing up to four times per hour per night. And that is considered normal and not sleep apnea. My bad. Sorry about that. I don't want to give y'all false information. From five to 29 times per hour per night would be considered mild to moderate sleep apnea. 30 and above is considered severe sleep apnea. 30 times, stopping breathing 30 times per hour per night would be severe sleep apnea. So, 
she gave me my number. My number is 29. So for that small amount of time that I actually was sleeping during my sleep study, because remember, to me, it doesn't feel like I slept at all. Like, you know, I was looking at my phone. Okay, I was just watching the time tick away. So for the short time that I was asleep, I averaged, I stopped breathing an average of 29 times per hour. That is like borderline severe sleep apnea. You know, that's like the high end of moderate sleep apnea because remember 30 would be severe sleep apnea. I'm at 29. Okay, so I kind of knew I had it because like I said, sometimes I'll wake up my own snoring will wake me up but it doesn't wake me up as much as it used to back in the day if I just barely started to snore I would wake up I was like a super light sleeper now there's nights where I'll be snoring or at least people tell me that I'm snoring very loudly and I sleep right through it another way you can tell uh, one of the other symptoms of sleep apnea You know, when somebody's snoring and then they just kind of like stop snoring and they gasp for air, they're like snoring and they're, you know, that type of deal, that is sleep apnea because they've stopped breathing and their body is like, breathe, breathe. So they're gasping for air. I'm sure we all know one or two people that does that in their sleep, that's sleep apnea. If you know someone who does that in their sleep if you do that in your sleep go get tested get tested for sleep apnea because it can lead to other conditions like I said it can lead to diabetes it can lead to weight gain Uh, hello I have both of those it can lead to heart disease stroke heart attack sleep apnea is no joke so please if you know of anyone who snores a lot in their sleep or who snores in their sleep and then starts gasping for air, that's not normal. Those are signs of sleep apnea, especially if they're on their back. Okay, so she tells me that I stopped breathing approximately 29 times per hour in my sleep. I definitely have sleep apnea and I need to start on a sleep apnea on a CPAP machine continuous positive airway pressure machine um she tells me that the machine will be delivered to me first they have to check with my insurance and get it authorized then it'll be delivered and it usually takes no longer than seven days okay cool so I'm waiting my seven days pass Mm, okay I'll give them a little bit more time 14 days pass and I call them up. I'm like, hey, haven't received my sleep apnea machine yet. Oh, we haven't got we haven't got authorization from your insurance yet. Would you mind calling them to get authorization? What? I'm not supposed to be calling my insurance to get authorization. I can't get authorization. I worked in prior offs. I did this for a living. And when I worked in pediatrics, patients can't call and get their own authorization. Yes, I told her, I was like, I can't get the authorization. That's something you have to do. 
She's like, oh, I know, but can you just call them? I was like, oh, so you just want me to call them and, and pester them? She's like, yeah, basically. It's like, okay, I'll do that. So I got off the phone with her and then my the sleep specialist office called me and said, your insurance hasn't approved your sleep apnea machine yet. Can you give them a call and see what's going on? Yes, okay, I'll do it. So I called them. All lines were busy. Please leave a message, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll call them back later. So another week passes. I didn't even think about it. Other stuff was going on. This was right around the time that I'm like, life has just totally stressed me out. So I wasn't thinking about it. And then another week passed. I'm like, you know, I need to call these people again because this is ridiculous. So I called the insurance. And I let them know, you know, I've been waiting since, you know, first part of September for my CPAP machine. And Apria is saying that you guys haven't authorized it yet. And I was just calling to see, you know, what's taking so long. I have sleep apnea. I need this machine. So she's like, okay, let me look you up. And she's looking it up. And she's like, um, I don't show any, I don't have any record of them calling us. I don't see anything pending for you. Like, are you serious? Like, I've been waiting for this machine now for about a month. She's like, no, I don't see anything pending for you. And she said, and actually, you don't need authorization for a CPAP machine. You can just get it. No authorization is needed. I was livid. So I got off the phone with her. Thank you very much. I called Apria back, and I'm like, I just got off the phone with my insurance. They don't show anything for you guys. They don't show any records of anything pending for me. They don't show any calls from you guys recorded. So she was like, oh, okay. Let me, let me call them right now. I'll, I'll get back to you. So she calls them. Oh, the insurance didn't tell me I didn't need authorization. They just told me there was no record of them calling and there was nothing pending for me. And that's why I was upset. So I get off the phone and I call Apria. I talk to Apria. They hang up. Within about an hour, Apria calls me back and they're like, I just got off the phone with your insurance and apparently no prior off is needed. What? I've been waiting for a freaking month for my CPAP machine. You guys told me you were waiting on my insurance to authorize it. And now it turns out no authorization is needed. Stuff like that just... Stuff like that just ticks, ticks me off. Like, you should know this. This is your job. I mean, you should automatically know if a person has XYZ insurance, no authorization is needed for CPAP machines. Oh, well, people make mistakes. I fell through the cracks. I finally got my CPAP machine. And I've been using it. For, and this is very recent. I've only been using it for like eight or nine nights. And I'm still getting used to it. Um, the first few nights, I feel like I did better than I have been doing lately. Um, you put it on and they want you to wear it at least um, four and a half hours per night. So I put it on. It has a humidifier um, included or attached to it. And the humidifier isn't... Um, emitting mist into the air. It's, the mist is going into the actual tube. 
that is connected to my nose pillows. And the reason for that is your nose, the inside of your nose and your throat get super duper dry. Your, your entire mouth, the inside of your mouth, your, the back of your throat and your nose gets super duper dry when you're using the CPAP machine. So that's why it has a humidifier attached to it. So the first few nights I used it, they had the humidifier set on like four or five. I would wake up in the middle of the night and my mouth would be like drier than dry. Like I've never experienced anything like it before. And like my tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. Just awful, awful stuff. So I adjusted the humidifier, turned it up, you know, one or two notches per night. I think I have it set at a pretty good place right now. Although one night I woke up to this gurgling sound. And I guess it was the humidifier. It had, was too much mist. And that freaked me out because I... Oh my gosh, I don't want to drown here with the CPAP thing on and these nose pillows up my nose. So I was just making this serious gurgling sound. So I I pulled it off and I didn't put it on for the rest of the the rest of the night. So you put it on, and the hardest part for me so far is like as soon as I put it on, you're aware that the air is going up your nose I mean it's not it doesn't bother me it's just weird and immediately I feel like I'm more aware of my breathing like it's not something that's just happening you know during the day you're just you're breathing you're not thinking about it when I have this thing on and I'm laying down I'm thinking about my breathing I'm like okay inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And I'm like, ah, so I try to think about other stuff like, you know, songs, music, what that, what happened that day, you know, vacations I want to take, just anything to occupy my mind so that I can start breathing naturally and normally again. So that's been like the hardest thing for me to get over. Or get used to get accustomed to the second thing is like for the first three or four mornings when I woke up my nose hurt really bad like I don't know if it was the way I was sleeping was pushing the nose pillows too far up my nose or just me having to get used to the nose pillows I don't know but my my nose hurt a lot and thankfully it doesn't hurt anymore so that's not a problem the hose that's attached to the nose pillows, that's kind of cumbersome because I feel like I don't usually toss and turn very much, but now that I have this thing on, I want to toss and turn all night. Like I want to change positions and stuff and I'm attached to this hose. So I have to make sure I, you know, I move the hose when I roll over and stuff. Um, what else? What else? Oh. The past few nights, I'm asleep or almost asleep. And then I'll, you know, you're kind of like in that twilight sleep. I'll become aware that my mouth is open and I'm breathing out of my mouth instead of my nose. 
So when you have this thing on, you have to keep your mouth closed at all times and you're only supposed to breathe out of your nose. Well, for the most part, the CPAP machine, with it being on, it kind of helps you keep your mouth closed. But what, for whatever reason, the past few nights I've woken up and my mouth is open and I'm breathing out of my mouth. So that's not good because, you know, that means I'm not using the CPAP the way I'm supposed to. And then yesterday when I woke up, I checked it. There's this, it's all LED, digital, you can, it has readouts and stuff. So it'll tell you how long you slept with it on. It'll tell you if the uh, nose pillows, if it was a good fit. It'll tell you if the humidifier was working all right. It'll tell you how many episodes of sleep apnea you had that night while wearing it. Um, The CPAP machine does cut down drastically on the number of uh, episodes you have. You will probably still have episodes, but nowhere near the amount you have without the CPAP. So I noticed yesterday when I read the info, it said that I didn't have a good fit with my nose pillows. So I'm thinking that was probably one of the reasons why I started breathing through my mouth. You know, the fit wasn't good, so all of the air wasn't going up my nose. And I just, my mouth just opened and I started breathing out of my mouth. Oh, also, when you first put it on and you first start breathing, it's like Darth Vader. At least to me, it's like Darth Vader-ish. You know, it's like... Luke, I am your father. That's, at least to me, it is. So sometimes I put it on and I hear that and I'm like just cracking up in my sleep. Not Well, not in my sleep, but I'm cracking up in bed because to me I sound like Darth Vader. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. So I have to wear this thing every night. Got to, just got to get used to it. There was one more thing I was just going to say because I remembered as I was talking about Darth Vader. Uh, breathe in, breathe out. Nose hurts, mouth, throat, dry. What was I going to say? Breathe in, breathe out. I don't remember. Folks, I'm 50 plus years old. If I don't say something, like as soon as it comes into my mind, I'll forget. So I can be talking to somebody, usually my husband, talking to my husband about this or that, or he's telling me something, and I'll just like blurt out this random stuff. No, because I've got to say it. If it's on my mind, I've got to say it. Because two minutes from now, when he stops talking, or five minutes, or ten minutes, whatever it is, I'm not going to remember it. So, there's that. Um, what else was I going to say about the CPAP? Hmm, I don't remember. Okay, so that's where I'm at right now. My CPAP journey. Um... I have to clean my machine. I have to clean the the nose pillows like every morning, you know, soak them, clean them, let them dry. I have to clean the tubing like once a week. And so far that's just like water and soap, but I'm gonna buy, I know they sell this special stuff solution made just for CPAP machines. So I'll probably look into that and give that a try. 
um, I have a follow-up with the sleep specialist in one month. So I have to use the machine for 30 days, at least 30 days. And then after the 30 days, I take myself and the machine into the sleep specialist and they'll download all the information and see, you know, how I'm progressing. And they have the machine set at a certain level right now so that a certain amount of air pressure is coming out. So they'll look over all my information and determine whether or not that air pressure is good for me or if it needs to be increased or if we can decrease it. So yeah, sleep apnea. Just one more thing added to my all of a sudden list of medical stuff going on. Um, It's going to take a while for me to get totally accustomed to the machine. They said probably, you know, eight weeks or so. So a couple of months. Like I said, I've only been using it for about a week. I do plan on losing more weight. I need to lose more weight, build muscle. I don't know if I'll be able to stop using the CPAP machine once I lose weight. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But for now, I'm on the CPAP machine. And yeah, that's, that's life with sleep apnea. So, I hope this has been informative. Like I said, if you snore at night, if you know someone who snores, especially if you know someone who's gasping for air, which by the way, I don't think I ever did. Um, No one's ever said they've heard me gasping for air while I'm asleep or while I'm snoring. I would just snore. And since I am diabetic, my primary care physician wanted me to get checked for sleep apnea. So definitely if you're diabetic, get checked out for sleep apnea. If you snore at night, if you're gasping for air, if someone you know of snores and or is gasping for air at night during their snoring session, please talk to them and advise them to get checked out and have a sleep study so they can find out whether or not they have sleep apnea. This is Linda, AKA Mommy Powers. You've been listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Take care and love one another.